You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into the big news, I wanted to remind you guys that this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's is more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. So a big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's for always being there. You guys heard in the intro, okay? The Los Angeles Rams have signed free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. He chose to go to the Rams on a one-year deal, and I'm feeling pretty good about this. Yes, the Rams maybe did not need a receiver. I think we all could come to that conclusion, but I'm going to dive into exactly what he brings to this team how this is going to impact this offense, what it means for Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, everybody else on this roster, Odell Beckham himself, and how this ultimately happens. So we can dive in from the start. And the reason why I thought this was going to happen, especially in the last 24 to 48 hours, you look at the Los Angeles Rams, right? Last week, they lose veteran wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. He basically asks for a trade, cannot find a trade partner. And then the Rams grant him his release. He goes to Las Vegas. And so they lose their number four wide receiver and a big part of their offense. Essentially, yeah, he didn't play many snaps, but a guy that brought a lot of depth. And just in case an injury happened, I mean, this guy was going to be playing upwards of 70, 80% of the snaps at some point in event of an injury. So no, he wasn't a huge actual part of the offense right now, but he could have been down the line. And we saw some of those flashes where he won deep. So the Rams obviously wanted some guy like that. And then they also lose 2-2 Atwell to a season-ending injury, a former second overall draft pick, a rookie this season. Hurts his shoulder, he's out for the year. So the Rams lose number four and number five on their depth chart. And essentially, they needed to find somebody else. They signed J.J. Koski from their practice squad. They still have Ben Skoranek, a seventh-round pick, but they view this guy as a special teams player. And so now... You know, Josh Reynolds, former Ram, who was recently with the Tennessee Titans, gets released. And the Rams actually tried to place a waiver claim in on him yesterday or two days ago, whenever it happened. And they couldn't get him because they're very low in the waiver claim process. And actually, Detroit, the very first team in that process, claimed him. So no surprise there. But it definitely told me that the Rams were in play for a wide receiver. And according to some of the big media members, as far back as Wednesday, the Rams were in play and arguably the favorite for Odell Beckham Jr. It came down to the Rams and the Packers, and uh, Odell made the smart choice. He came to L.A., baby. This is going to be good for him. I think when you look at this guy, special talent, right? Yeah, he's not really put up the same numbers that he had early in his career. In 2014, in 12 games, this guy put up 1,300 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns as a rookie. That is just obscene, absurd, on pace for like some historic type of performances. I mean, the guy was incredible. 2015, 2016, he's putting up 1,400 yards, 1,367 yards. And then he started to experience some of those season-ending injuries. We saw a torn ACL knock him up for a while. I think he had a foot injury that knocked him up for like half a season, if not a whole season. And then in his last two seasons in Cleveland in 2020 and 2021, only played seven and six games respectively. Of course, this past season, only six games. So he's had some injury issues, but we're still looking at a guy that's had Two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in 2018 and 2019. And this guy's special. I mean, he's got this talent and this ability about him that a lot of guys just don't have, right? Yes, a lot of people are going to say he's a locker room cancer. He's a diva. He's this and that, but he's not. Like, yeah, I get he worked his way out of Cleveland, but 
if you watch the tape there, Baker Mayfield was so inaccurate trying to target this guy. Half the time, Odell was getting open and wasn't getting targeted. And the other half the time, he was open and it was such bad inaccurate passes. And it just builds frustration, right? When you know how talented you are and you consistently get open and you're either not getting the ball because your quarterback's not throwing it to you or you're just not getting the ball because it's inaccurate, that's frustrating, right? And this is going to reflect in terms of your contract, in terms of your playing time, your numbers, your accolades, all these different things take into effect how everyone else around you, especially your quarterback, is playing. And so it's not just a personal thing. It really matters at the end of the day how your quarterback is playing. And, you know, Baker Mayfield, now we're talking about this Cleveland Browns team that might not even give this guy a long-term contract. So should probably tell you how much they believe in the guy. And I'm not even here to bash on him. I think he's an okay quarterback, but... Odell, this guy's flashed in his career. We've seen what kind of ability he brings to an offense, how special he is as a player. And the fact is, he can win on all three levels of the field, right? This is a guy that has a lot of yardage after the catch ability. He can break tackles and turn 15-yard slants into 80-yard touchdowns. He can win on the intermediate part of the field, which is maybe the most important for the Rams, right? This guy can run some backside digs like they like to run. Uh, He can do a lot of that crosser stuff across the field, middle of the field kind of stuff. And then, of course, I mean, this guy's a track star. He's legitimately, I think his mom was actually a collegiate sprinter. So he's got the genetic profile to run a 4-3, which I do believe he did run at the combine in his 40-yard dash. It was either a high 4-3, a low 4-4. So he's got world-class sprinter speed, essentially. And he's utilized that in his career as well. This guy has some incredible vertical wins and ability to stack cornerbacks. He can get off the line of scrimmage. He's so shifty. He's so fast. He's got tackle-breaking ability. And never mind the hands, right? We saw all those special catches, the one-handers, the Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys falling backwards, catching it behind his head, basically right at the out-of-bounds marker. Like, this guy is tailor-made to play in Los Angeles, and it makes all the sense in the world for him to want to go there, right? We're talking about trying to rehab your value, right? He's coming off two bad seasons or, you know, three bad seasons really in Cleveland or disappointing seasons, we'll call them. And now you're going to get to play with a quarterback who is arguably the MVP of the league right now. He's in the discussion and he actually leads the NFL in passing yardage. So that's obviously a good thing when you're talking about a receiver and their statistics. You see all these different guys, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson, when he was here, dominating. I mean, they're all putting up numbers. They're all winning on all levels of the field. They're making plays on the right hash mark, the left hash mark, inside the numbers, in the slot, outside the numbers in yak situations down the field like (laughs) they're winning every way possible they're putting up 30 plus every game it feels like other than this last game against tennessee and why would you not want to be a part of that as a receiver right at the end of the day yeah the Rams can't offer him the exact same amount of targets or opportunities i guess as somebody like green bay could right there he would be the number two wide receiver in the rams situation he might be the receiver three receiver three and a half he might rotate with van jefferson we'll see how it ultimately shakes out But right now, when you talk about getting a great opportunity to produce, I think Odell is exactly in that spot for him. So in just a second here, we're going to dive into how they're going to play it out in terms of this receiver core and how some of those new names like Von Miller helped this come together. You guys can always follow us on Twitter at QB's MEP at Locked on Rams and on YouTube at Locked on Rams. And as we mentioned to start up this episode, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can go to reconnect a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing that they're going to have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, the away team, everyone can come together to recharge. It's that place we all look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest our legs, maybe recharge a little bit, get a nice snack in us. So 
Go ahead to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Rams watch party? That would be pretty epic. And you guys know no better hangover cure than McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Now we can pick up right with where we left off here with the Odell Beckham to Los Angeles Rams news. And I mentioned how some of these other veteran pieces made this happen, right? You look at Jalen Ramsey. He was posting some stuff to tease us on Twitter with this weird uh, picture. I can't remember the first one. The second one is him kind of with his finger all over his mouth saying like, shh, basically. And uh, he did it when the Rams traded for Von Miller. And he did it again today when the Rams go after Odell Beckham, which is crazy and funny that he's willing to tease us like that. But Obviously, he's having some sort of back channel connection with him and speaking with him. And then not only that, but Von Miller, who just joined the Rams five days ago, has already posted multiple times on his Instagram stories, on his Instagram page. And now just recently, the same day that the Rams go get Odell, he's literally on the phone with him on FaceTime, taking a screenshot of it saying, can't wait to get this ring with you, bro, or something like that. These guys are lobbying, right? And when you look at Odell Beckham in his situation, he didn't get traded like Von Miller did. He essentially chose to come to the Rams. Not essentially, he did choose to come to the Rams. And there's a reason for that, right? When you look at how general manager Les Snead is operating right now, they're all in. And yes, a lot of people say that. And then fans get angry like, oh, it's not all in. They have two or three seasons to win a Super Bowl. And they potentially do. But when I say they're all in, I mean, they're doing whatever they can to try and field the best possible product, not for just fan entertainment purposes, but to legitimately give themselves a shot to go to the Super Bowl every year. And if you're a player like Odell, who gets to choose where you're going as a free agent, how is that not attracting to you? Of course it is, right? You look at the Rams make these trades for Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, Matthew Stafford. They're going back in the day, making trades for Marcus Peters, Brandon Cooks, Dante Fowler, signing guys like Dominican Sue, trading for a keep to leave. They've made so many moves over the past four or five seasons dating back to 2017 that you have to notice that as a player and you consistently see that they're willing to do whatever it takes to try and feel the best product possible. Of course, that's going to have some pull. And then you get superstar players like Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, potentially maybe Matthew Stafford calling you and telling you, Hey man, listen, like we're for real right now. We're all in. Look at how we're operating. Look at how we go about our business that has pull. And I think, you know, there's this analytics aspect of the Rams. They can't do this forever. They're selling out their future. They're going to have this bad collapse. They've been saying it every year since 2018 and it hasn't happened. Yeah. 2019 was the one down year the Rams had. They didn't make the playoffs and they went nine and seven, but that was a down year for the Rams. They still finished above 500 and they went nine and seven and just hardly missed the playoffs. Like that was their down year. You look at 2020, they once again, go to the playoffs last year. They win a playoff game. Now, they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl, essentially. I think most people would tell you that. I haven't looked at the betting odds if they've changed according to you know this addition here, and they probably should. I mean, the Rams were one of the top two or three favorites to win the Super Bowl, and now they go get Von Miller. Now they go get OBJ, who, by the way, I think both will suit up on Monday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. Goodness gracious, this is going to be so entertaining, man. I cannot wait to watch this. You're talking about a superstar receiver who's been a little bit down and out over the last few seasons, now joining an offense that's already this explosive, a quarterback in Matthew Stafford that is pushing the ball as much downfield as he possibly can. Like he refuses to take these checkdowns. And this past week, yeah, it was to a fault almost, but for the most part, it has been so exciting watching this offense work. And now you have to kind of look at how are they going to balance the targets, the playing time, the route usage, all these different things. Well, 
to begin, Cooper Cup, he's the guy, right? He's on pace to essentially set single season records in receiving yardage and things like that. Is this going to affect him? Potentially. I'm not 100% sure how much it may take away from him, but I mean, he's going to be the one guy that's least affected by this news. He's still the number one wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. You move to Robert Woods in the wide receiver two spot. I think for the most part, Woody is also going to be safe here. You know, you're looking at the Rams use these guys differently in terms of Cup and Woods, right? They motion these guys into the backfield. They play fullback, essentially. They play tight end, essentially, by lining up next to a tackle and getting involved in run blocking as run blockers. And they get used in every way possible, right? They're much more than just wide receivers. So regardless of if they added Julio Jones in the offseason or now Odell, I really don't think it's going to impact how they're used because they're just so different in how the Rams view them. But after that is where things really start to get interesting because, yeah, the Rams value Van Jefferson a lot, and he's had a great development this season. I mean, he's been way more solid and consistent than I expected. I really liked him coming out too uh, out of Florida, but at the same time, you know, According to last year, he really didn't do much. This season, he's been awesome. He's been one of the best players on the team, in my opinion, very consistent. But now, you know, the Rams had a chance to go get a special talent like this. I think they had to do it. And I think they're probably going to find a way to rotate Odell into some of those 11 personnel snaps, which means three receivers on the field, one tight end, one running back. The Rams ran 11 personnel every single snap last week against the Tennessee Titans. And while I don't expect that to be the case every week, it definitely shouldn't. They run 11 personnel as much as any team in football. So if there's one team that can have three or maybe four receivers and actually find a way to rotate these guys and get enough snaps and targets to all of them, it's probably the Los Angeles Rams, right? You're only going to have three out there for the most part. You're never really going to have four receivers. But in terms of finding a way to get these guys all in situations that are favorable to their skill sets and get them enough touches and opportunities to be happy, well, then we're talking about a team that I think can find that happy medium there. So, you know, we're talking about now rotating in that wide receiver three spot with Van Jefferson. I think to some degree, even Robert Woods snaps, maybe drop a little bit, not that much, maybe, you know, three, four snaps a game, maybe five snaps a game max. And then of course, Odell's going to have to find his way onto the field. This is a guy that he's not going to be happy on the sidelines. I mean, he deserves to play. He is one of the better receivers in football, whether he's still that superstar Odell or not, this guy is still a top, 20 receiver in football at worst, you know, top 15, maybe uh, top 10 in a great situation, if healthy too. So, you know, I don't really know what kind of stat line we can expect from him and how we can see this division between what he's going to get and what Van Jefferson is going to get. I talked about in the off season, I expected Deshaun Jackson to really lead that way. Maybe like a 60 to 40 type of split with Van Jefferson. But of course that wasn't the case. It was more like 90, 10 for Jefferson. Now though, with Odell, this is a different story. I mean, this is not Deshaun Jackson. And I respect Deshaun Jackson. He's a great player and one of the all-time great deep threats in football history. But he was 34 years old and on his last legs. We're talking about Odell now. This guy's 29 years old. He's still putting up 1,000-yard seasons like it's nothing. And he has a much more diverse skill set, route tree, and ability, in my opinion, right? This guy can do a lot more for you than Deshaun Jackson can. So if that's the case... You're probably going to want that guy out on the field a little bit more. Again, what that happy medium is, I'm not exactly sure. I think the Rams are still going to try to figure that out. But I don't think they sign a guy like Odell without having any clue how they're going to go about this because he had eight teams lined up for him. I mean, he's not just going to pick the Rams and hope and pray to God that he's just going to find his way onto the field. They obviously offered him and told him, you know, yeah, maybe 
we can give you 60% of the snaps, or maybe we can expect four to five targets, or this is how we're going to use you. Of course, he has some sort of idea how he's going to be used when he enters this offense. So in my opinion, if I had to put a number on it, I would maybe say, you know, 60, 40 to OBJ versus Van Jefferson, maybe 70, 30 at absolute best or absolute worst, I guess, if you're looking at it in Van Jefferson's shoes, because he's still a good player and he's been very productive this season. And I don't think the Rams are just going to want to phase him out of this offense completely. It might take Odell two, three, four weeks to really just understand the playbook. And it might take him the rest of the regular season to get his chemistry down with Matthew Stafford, right? We're talking about Robert Woods just got it down maybe a week or two ago. And they've been together since Stafford's been traded to LA in March or February, whenever it was. So that stuff takes time. And while I expect OBJ to just ball out, I think we all kind of do. We're all hoping it happens. This might take some time at least to get 100% on the same page. So before we get into what this means for the Rams, the NFC West or Super Bowl odds and everything else, make sure to keep tuning back in here next week at the Locked on Rams podcast. Of course, we're going to continue breaking down this news, the Odell Beckham Jr. to Los Angeles Rams news, and then preview our game once again for the Rams and the Niners heading into Monday Night Football, a pivotal matchup there for the Rams. And of course, a lot of people who like to listen to this podcast, like to commute, like to pick up their kids from school, whatever the case is, make sure you're taking advantage of a free app called Get Upside. They're giving you up to 25 cents cash back on every gallon of gas that you fill up with. All you have to do is just use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and it's entirely free. You can find it on the App Store or Google Play. Whenever you want, you can cash out. There's no issues involved whatsoever. I mean, you can cash out straight to your bank account. If you wanted to go to your PayPal account, you could do that. Or even if you want gift cards, they can happily do that as well. So clearly no downside here. I mean, ironically enough, the app is also called GetUpside, so it works out pretty well there. As I mentioned, entirely free with the promo code touchdown and you can get up to 50 cents cash back on every gallon on your first tank of gas so make sure to take advantage of that and i always thank you guys so much for making us your first daily listen here at locked on rams for your second daily listen go check out the peacock and williamson nfl show these guys are going to break down every major nfl news story in under 30 minutes entirely free wherever you get your podcasts and now we got to continue on with this news obj to la We've been talking about this since 2018. I mean, the Rams, when they traded for Brandon Cooks in 2018, if you guys recall, they traded for Cooks, who was at the time with the New England Patriots. They wanted to get a superstar receiver into that offense to replace Sammy Watkins, who left in free agency. And they called the New York Giants at the time, and they tried to get OBJ, but he was too expensive. They couldn't make it work at the time, but they had interest. And so we knew, you know, going into the situation here, if OBJ was going to get released, and of course he did, There was a good shot that the Rams were going to land him. And shout out to him for choosing to go to LA, man, because this guy, according to some big media members, I can't even remember who now, there were so many differing reports the last five days, the last seven days, it's hard to even remember. Somebody said that there was up to eight teams interested in him. Like we're talking the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, the New Orleans Saints, the Seattle Seahawks, apparently the San Francisco 49ers, two teams in the NFC West. And look who comes out on top. It's always the Los Angeles Rams, baby. You can't compete with them. Why would he want to go to Seattle, play third fiddle to some of those guys and be basically in the dweller of the division right now or go to San Fran and catch passes from Jimmy Garoppolo? Who would want to do that? That's just horrible business. So shout out to OBJ for bypassing those teams, making it a considerable decision between the Rams and the Packers. I wouldn't have knocked him for choosing the Packers. That is a hell of a situation. He would have been the wide receiver too there, and he would have put himself in a great position to catch passes from Aaron Rodgers playing across Devontae Adams, who's getting double, triple teamed every other snap. So 
man, he made it a good decision, I think, to come to L.A. Either way, it would have been a smart one if he wanted to go to Green Bay. But this is L.A., man. We bring the stars here. You're talking hot weather, nice city. Everything is shining. Everything is under those bright lights. Everything is perfect in L.A. for him. You got LeBron James going out on Twitter saying, oh, welcome to L.A. OBJ. It's our time right now. Man, I love it. If you're a Los Angeles Rams fan, I don't know how you don't get excited about this. Do not be concerned about the locker room diva cancer talk. This guy signed a one-year deal with the Rams. So he's going to be a free agent come March. He's got 9, 10, 12 games with the Rams, depending on how far they go in the playoffs. And then he's going to want to find himself a big contract. That's just the way these guys go, right? He's not even 30 years old yet. So he's still in a good position to find himself a hell of a deal here. So if you're Odell Beckham Jr. and you put yourself in his shoes, you're not going to act out. Otherwise, you're not going to find a way to get a big contract in a few months. His best case scenario here is let me get to work. Get this playbook down as quick as possible. Get the chemistry down with Matthew Stafford as quick as possible. And then let's go to the moon, as they say these days, because I want to rehab my value as much as possible over the next 10, 12, 13 games. I want to give myself a shot to get a ring as well. And then I want to hit free agency in March and put myself in the best position possible to once again, choose where I want to go. But not only that, run up those numbers and get that bag and get that check because this guy's going to want to get paid just like every other player in the NFL. So why would he jeopardize his ability to do that while he's in an incredible situation? That's why I think right now there's hardly any downside right now. Really, the only potential issue is how are we going to find snaps and targets and enough opportunities for everyone on this offense? But there's just a logical, I think, connection here it's probably going to be Van Jefferson who suffers the most. And this guy's still young. He's 25 years old. He's only in his second season in the NFL. So it's not that big of a deal if you stunt his development a little bit here with the addition of a guy like OBJ. You know, at the end of the day, the Rams are in a Super Bowl or bust window. You don't make this move unless you think you can get that hardware. The Super Bowl is in LA. We know it's being played in SoFi Stadium. It makes all the sense in the world to push your chips in the middle of the table right now. You traded two first-round picks and then some for Matthew Stafford. You traded a second and a third-round pick and made the Broncos eat 90% of Von Miller's salary to do it to get that Hall of Famer here. Now you just go grab another superstar talent that's going to make this floor and ceiling even higher for the Rams. And why not, right? You're talking about a team, they don't have aspirations to get to the playoffs. They don't have aspirations to win the NFC West. Like, No disrespect to the Cardinals, but this is a team that hasn't even gotten to the playoffs. Like they're probably thinking, let's win this division first. That'll be a huge success. That's not the Rams right now. They want to win the division. Yes, that's everybody's first goal. But when you're talking about this team, you look at the roster from number one to number 53. You look at the superstars they're bringing into the door consistently every other week here. These moves are being made to host games in the playoffs, right? The Rams presumably want to be the number one seed in the NFC and have every single game at home at SoFi Stadium, the divisional game, the conference championship, the Super Bowl, hell, even the wild card. I guess you wouldn't be playing at home in the wild card or have a complete road at home because if you're playing in the wild card, you didn't get the first seed. So let's skip the wild card game. But every other game, the Rams are going to want to play at home in SoFi Stadium. And this is the type of talent that can help you get there. If you're talking right now, yeah, OBJ might not bring a ton to the offense, right? This offense is the best in football in terms of EPA per play, explosive pass percentage, all these different marks. The one team that scored nearly 20 plus every single game. 
And if you want to make the case that they're not the best, okay, maybe they're top two, top three, top four, whatever. There's not that big of a difference between number one and number four right now. But mistakes are amplified the deeper you get into the season. Right now, not a big deal. In December, a little bit more. In January, a lot more. You look at last year, the NFC Championship game, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Kevin King gives up a touchdown right before the end of the half. And it probably cost the Packers a trip to the championship, the Super Bowl. And as we know, Tampa Bay won it. So a drop in January makes all the difference. I mean, this is the kind of player that I think can bring that veteran experience, not necessarily playoff experience. He doesn't have much. He's, I think, maybe made the playoffs once in New York, and he did make it last year with Cleveland as well, but never really been a guy that's had consistent playoff success. But you're talking about a veteran with an incredible set of hands, great route running ability, yak ability, and a guy that's been there and done that. He's done pretty much everything you can imagine other than getting to a Super Bowl and winning one in the NFL. And that maybe makes the Rams and Matthew Stafford a little bit more comfortable when it comes to that January and February football compared to a guy like Van Jefferson, who he's still essentially a rookie. I mean, he barely played last year and that's not knocking him. He's a great, great player, great talent, and a guy to watch for the future for the Rams here. But when you get a chance to add a talent like Odell Beckham Jr., you need to take it. Bottom line, there's a reason the Rams courted this guy hard. There was a press conference today with Sean McVay, and he was laughing when he was asked, are you guys in on OBJ? He basically laughed and said, I can't really answer that. I'm on Monday Night Football. Like It was so obvious that the Rams were in on this guy, and there's a reason, right? Yeah, some fans might be concerned, but they have a plan. Trust these guys, right? Trust them. They've done everything possible to put the Rams in this situation right now. There's a reason you're enjoying watching football. There's a reason I'm enjoying watching and covering it too. And it's because nine times out of 10, general manager Les Snead, head coach Sean McVay are making the right choices. I'm telling you guys, yeah, it might work out. It might not. I'm not a fortune teller. I can't tell you how it is going to work out. And they don't know either. But what I can tell you is they do everything they can to make this the best team possible and this was just another step into that Super Bowl 56 territory I can't hate it I don't think you should either let's at least see how it works out for the first few weeks maybe a month two months and then we can come back to really decide how this works ultimately very low risk profile here for the Rams if it doesn't work out you can either cut him or move on and if it works out well you got a great receiver added for essentially nothing for the rest of the season to give yourself the best chance possible to represent the city of Los Angeles in Super Bowl 56. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. Thank you guys for always making us your first daily listen. Make sure to keep tuning back in here next week. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to break down that Monday night game recap, Von Miller's debut, Odell Beckham Jr.'s debut for the Los Angeles Rams. As always, you guys can follow us on Twitter at QB's MVP at Locked on Rams and on YouTube at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.